Hello and welcome to the latest episode of TI Talks Supply Chains. I'm your host, Kirsty Adams, Head of Media Content here at TI. This episode, you'll hear about the Apply, TI and IRU European Road Freight Rates Index for Europe. It shows that both spot and contract rates are falling quarter on quarter, dropping by 7.5 and 2.8 points respectively. Guests this episode include Michael Clover, Head of Commercial Development at TI. It's going to be really interesting looking ahead to 2023. Nathan Donaldson, Economic Analyst at TI. So the spot rate index fell 2.4 points. Thomas LaRue, Chief Executive Officer at Apply. Lower demand, lower production. So of course, lower demand of transportation that has an impact. Marianne Savoni, Senior Manager, Strategy and Market Intelligence at the IRU. We can say that since the war in Ukraine, diesel prices have remained high all year. The recordings you'll hear this episode have actually come from the webinar our guests did earlier this month, hosted by Michael. If you'd like to see the graphs that our guests are about to mention, then please download a copy of the full benchmark report for free. The link is in the show notes. That's also where you'll find more information about the methodology behind this research. But before we join Michael, Nathan, Thomas and Marianne, we're going to hear from Professor John Manners-Bell. His latest book is out this month and it's called The Death of Globalisation. I've written a, a book very recently, as you know, on uh, which is termed the, uh, which is uh, titled "The Death of Globalization," which is proved to, well, I suppose, divide opinion. We're definitely seeing reglobalization, a change of globalization. There's been this you know, China Plus sourcing strategies or optionalization. So companies are definitely looking to mitigate risk and their dependence on China, and that is certainly helping other countries in the region but at the same there's more than that going on and I I think a lot of people will be happy to suggest it's all just down to trade and uh, policy and tariffs and uh, and maybe it's to do with the impact of Covid which has led to companies moving out of uh, China but uh, there's much much more to it than that. Over the last 20 years we've seen this longer term trend. About 20 years ago there were a couple of books which were written one by Thomas Friedman about uh, whether the world was flat or not and then Francis Fukuyama talking about the end of history. Well the, the world is certainly not flat and it's becoming even more lumpier and bumpier as a result of these geopolitical tensions. We're seeing a region of influence for for China. We're seeing uh, export bans for advanced technologies from the US and from Europe, for example. But it's more than that. We're seeing a whole range of new green legislation so in Europe, there's been the uh, carbon adjustment border tax that's going to come into place, uh, which is going to uh, make it more difficult for companies to import goods from outside Europe into Europe, but especially from emerging markets. We're seeing that the Inflation Reduction Act, which has been put into place by Biden, uh, which is leading to the subsidy of manufacturing in the US. And so therefore, what all this means is that there will be headwinds to flows of international goods as industry becomes more localised or nationalised. We've seen it when uh, Macron was in China just recently talking about uh, strategic autonomy. 
Now, in his mind, that means that France and the European Union should be reducing their dependence on imports of goods, not just from China, but also from the US as well. Combine that with digital decoupling, so new legislation which is being passed, which is going to make it more difficult for flows of data to move around the world. Combined with that, the ideas of ally sourcing, uh, friend sourcing, and so on, then I think we are, we're really seeing that global supply chains are going to become far more fragmented or balkanized, as we might call it. So in my mind, that yes, we are moving towards the, the death of globalization or globalization may be on life support at the moment, especially with weaknesses of the institutions such as the World Trade Organization to force through further uh, liberalization. So it's an enormous subject, fascinating subject. Changes are definitely uh, underway. But yes, I think that we are seeing certainly signs that uh, globalization is being replaced by a very different regime. Thank you, John. To buy the book, visit www.cpenbooks.com. The link is in the show notes. Okay, now back to the European Road Freight Rate Index. Nathan is going to kick things off. Yeah, so we're seeing um, the first signs of falls on the spot market. I think we were able to identify some isolated falls in the previous webinar, but now we're seeing that affect the index. So the spot rate index fell 2.4 points, and that's down to 142.1 points. Um, but that still puts it up 18.1 points year on year. In the contract market, rates are showing signs of levelling off, but it did still see a small increase in the latest quarter, so that's up 0.4 points, and that pushes up to a new all-time high of 129.8. So really what we're seeing here is um, a drop in the demand for um, European road freight, so following a lacklustre peak period. It meant reduced pressure on spot rates and allowed some rate falls in that spot market. So really we saw... High euro area inflation, and that peaked at 10.6% in October. That was followed by um, consumer confidence hitting an all-time low in September. So really, we're seeing the consumer behaviours have changed, both consumers and producers. High food and energy prices have, have altered consumer behaviour, and then we're seeing that this is reducing their volume of goods that are demanded and, and discouraging indulgence, especially over the peak period. Then I would also say the effect of the high energy prices is really affecting um, the demand for producers in Europe. So we had record high order books in 2022, and now these are starting to fall down. And this is coming from a lack of demand for both international uh, and domestic customers uh, for producers. So we've got producers that are now putting less pressure on the spot market as well, demanding a lower volume of goods. Uh, and production in Germany and France is now below and still below 2019 levels. We did actually avoid the severe um, crisis that we might have expected. So uh, an adjustment in the energy consumption and gas storage is reaching capacity has avoided that collapse in demand. So actually we haven't seen as an extreme fall in the rates that it could have been um, and we're not expecting to in the new year. But we do still have continued cost pressures. So 
we're looking at stagnating the economy, but then we've also got high diesel prices, which Marion will take you through, uh, and, and continued driver shortage, which also covered in the next few slides. Um, so this means that we're actually looking at a higher cost base. We also then have higher expectations in terms of technology, the demand from both customers in terms of visibility, and then also um, higher expectations um, from governments and pressure to improve um, energy efficiency. So that's going to provide a higher cost base into the new year. So we'll see falls, but the reality is a higher cost base for the environment. And what we're looking at in 2023, now TI um, in our November forecast, are forecasting a 1.1% growth in the demand for road freight in 23. This is actually down from 3.4% growth in 22. Um, so stagnating demand, um, but we're not looking at the, the severe collapse that, that could have been the case. Yeah, thanks, Dave. I think that's one thing to underline as well. I mean, when we're seeing some of the... Q4 results coming out uh, now as well. We're seeing a lot of the uh, transportation and uh, logistics companies also saying that their expectations are for growth to recover in the second half of the year, even though things are pretty suppressed uh, now. Um, So we are looking at an improving picture probably through 2023 as we get through the first half of the year. We'll move on to looking at some of that sort of cost side now and some of the new uh, data from IU on uh, on driver shortages as well. So Marianne, would you just like to talk us through this first slide? We can definitely see that on average Q4 2022 diesel prices were still uh, 21% more expensive than uh, the beginning of, of the year, on January of the, of the last year. And so this kept cost and turn rates high in Q4 2022. We can say that since the war in Ukraine, diesel prices have remained high all year. And definitely, if you want to give a little bit of perspective on the evolution Uh, The U.S. Energy Information Administration forecasts that the crude oil prices are expected to average $83 per barrel in 2023, so down 18% from 2022, as global oil inventories build, putting downward pressure on the crude oil prices for 2023. So this is what we can say to give more also perspective on what could be expected in terms of uh, evolution of uh, then diesel prices at pump for, for this year. Yes, thank you, Marianne. Yeah, I mean, that also point just generally r- rates are still very much up year on year and driven by some of these cost issues. So, yeah, that's a pertinent point for pretty much all of the indexes and data sets we're looking at today. But moving on now to looking at you know open driver positions as well with the very latest data from IU. In fact, as a reminder, around 425,000 truck drivers' positions were unfilled uh, last year. IU will, uh, will, uh, will provide a new update of the driver shortage for 2023 current of this year, and we will come back to you with this update. The demand for truck drivers has been continuously growing along the year, uh, with the number of truck drivers' open positions for key European countries. There is a, a continuous increase and a drop for December, uh, which is reflecting probably the fall in road transport demand due to the high inflation and the slowing economic growth that we can see in the main European economies. We are monitoring the situation. Uh, this is based really on the open positions, and this is a very good indicator to see how the open positions are evolving on a monthly basis. Uh, and we compare this with indeed the number of positions and fit. Thanks, Marianne. Yes, um, very interesting data to see there. And now the next slide, I think we're coming on to maybe one of the drive or how that's really affecting salaries and that sort of thing. So can you take us through this? Yeah, sure. So in fact, uh, not only driver shortage, but also rising driver wages continue to put pressure on, on, on the cost. 
and the margins, and as they represent one third of the operating costs. The truck drivers' average national gross salaries in many European countries are higher than national uh, minimum wage. And when you look at norm, notably Romania, for example, because it is a country where there is the higher driver shortage, the average truck driver's gross salary is much higher than the minimum salary. So in other words, increasing salaries is not the only solution to attract new drivers. And in fact, working conditions improvements and the, the fact to improve notably the uh, initiative training programs to attract women, young is key and also improving the safety, the comfort, and the, and the flexibility of the resting areas. And just to finish on this one, we don't have to, to forget that in very few years, around one-third of the truck driver population will retire. And so the rate of young replacement is still too much lower to replace. So it is more and more becoming an emergency to, to find solutions. And so what we are currently working as uh, IRU, but also the industry globally speaking, is to also try to work on solutions to promote indeed uh, 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 an European framework for the recognition and the exchange of third country drivers, uh, professional driving licenses outside of Europe. So this is uh, quite um, a big topic, but it is one of the areas not only attracting young women, but also trying to work on creating a framework to attract also um, uh, drivers and recognize drivers' profession in third countries outside Europe. Hello, Kirsty here again. I'm just interrupting for a moment to tell you that we've upgraded GSCI, our industry-leading platform. Why don't you take a look? Visit gsci.ti-insight.com. Com. GSCI helps logistics providers, banks, consultancies and shippers to track air, ocean and road freight rates. It provides comprehensive market size and forecasting data and helps companies to build a more resilient supply chain. Here's the link again, gsci.ti-insight.com. You will find it in the show notes. Okay, back to Michael and the team. Okay, we'll pass on now to some of the specific lanes um, that we're looking at. So uh, we've got the granular data here, uh, looking at, in this case, the Madrid to Paris lane. And we've seen some quite dramatic hikes on uh, on this lane uh, in recent quarters, but starting to see a bit of a, a dip now in the last quarter. Thomas, could you take us through the trends on this lane? Just uh, to remember, the, on the Q2, Q3 2022, we saw these big spikes in prices, main, mainly linked to the demand that was quite high on the French side compared to the to the Spanish one, because, I mean, mainly inflation was at a 6% level uh, in, in France, while it was at 10% level in, in Spain. This has for sure an impact on the, on the demand side. And if we are looking right now at the last quarter, the Q4 uh, 2022, here, we are seeing a, a change in the in the in the trend. Clearly, the demand in France on on December was down about one or two percent, three percent. If we are looking only only at uh, at food uh, consumptions, we have a decrease also in the in the industrial goods that are produced by by Spain. So a decrease here about one percent in December. So clearly. I mean, we, we can see it in many countries, but here this is uh, quite uh, striking. 
lower demand, lower production, so of course, lower demand of transportation, that has an impact uh, on price. We will talk just at the at the end what might be the following impact. Uh, prices won't go down drastically, and but we'll see that later. Yes, thanks, Thomas. Yeah, um, very much demand uh, kind of driven situation on, on that particular lane at, at the moment. Okay, the next lane that we're looking at will be Warsaw to Duisburg, so Poland, Germany. Uh, Nathan, can you take us through this one? We've got three out of the four lanes did increase uh, and continue to increase, reach new all-time highs. We're looking at the head hole into Duisburg. Um, we've got spot rates that fell down to 1,865 euros for average journey. So that's one euro 73 cents. That's a 4.2% drop quarter on quarter, but they do still remain up 27.6% year on year. We'll look at the contract rates on the head hole. Uh, they increased 2.1%, so a slight increase uh, quarter on quarter uh, up to one euro 42 uh, per kilometer uh, and that puts them now up 39.6 percent year on year we look now back to the back hole we've got spot rates that increase 3.2 percent quarter on quarter to one euro 40 cents per kilometer and that's up 8.8 percent year on year and contract rates increase 2.1 percent quarter on quarter or 15.4 percent and now to one euro 11 uh, cents per kilometer and what we're really seeing here, especially on the spot rates, is a struggle in the German economy. So it continues to struggle. It's not putting a lot of pressure on the rates. We've got manufacturing that has struggled to recover since the pandemic, and that looks set to continue. The available quarter four data from this status shows that manufacturing is still 3.2 points below its 2019 levels. And all the book volumes are falling from their highs in 2022. Um, so they actually dropped 5.5% in November. That's 10 times the expected drop in that month. So this suggests that this will continue, that the German production and German industry will demand a, a lower volume of uh, road freight in, in 23. This has actually reduced the gap between the spot and the contract on this rate as well. Um, so we've seen the gap fall down to 21.8%. So that means spot rates are now 21.8% more expensive than contract um, into Duisburg. And that's down from 29.9% in, in the previous quarter. So a, a quite considerable change there. When we're looking at Poland, um, we're actually seeing that costs remain high. So the Polish economy has quite been quite resilient in the face of extreme high rising costs and still continues to demand road freight. So it's pushing up both the spot and the contract. Official data from Poland shows that manufacturing is up 9.7 points versus quarter three. Um, so strong growth. And order levels suggest that's going to continue. So order levels from quarter four are up 37.7 points year on year. Um, and that's following a year of growth in order volumes for, for Polish companies as well. What we're seeing, the outlook is reduced pressure from Germany. So we put less pressure on the spot rates, but we can expect the, the Polish economy to continue to add pressure. And both of them still face high costs, especially diesel and the driver shortage with Polish drivers making up a large percentage of the drivers in the market, will continue to keep rates high with a high cost base and quite an inflexible um, supply on the leg. Thanks, Nathan. So interesting to see uh, one of the economies there, certainly in terms of um, sectors that lead uh, road freight demand, um, keeping uh, relatively high demand and maybe sustaining prices a bit more than we may be seeing in other lanes. The last sort of major uh, lane that we're focusing on today is looking at this France-Germany uh, lane here. That we're looking at. So Marianne, do you want to take us through this one? Yeah, sure. So both markets saw rates rise. The contract markets increased 5% to a journey price of uh, uh, around 749 euros, up 28% year on year. 
and the spot markets uh, rose 1.2 percent year on year to reach 846 euro per journey so representing 15 percent increase year on year on the back hole into Duisburg, contract rates rose to 543 euro, up 6% uh, quarter on quarter, and 60% year on year. And to finish on the, on the spot uh, markets, um, we can see that the rates fell 10% quarter on quarter, but are still up 10% year on year. So let me share with you some key elements of uh, explanation here. The weak but the stable French demand alongside ongoing limited supply and high cost have kept clearly headhold rates high. The French National Institute of Statistics and Economy Studies shows production up versus 2021 and notably the French uh, machinery production. But the total output is still 3% below 2019 levels. On the back hole, a large 10.24 in the spot market into Germany reduced the gap between the spot and the contract markets to 11.8% down uh, from 32% in Q2. And this is evidence of normalization in the spot markets uh, toward Duisburg. The weak German demand has allowed spot rates to fall. And the Q4 data from the Germany's National Statistics Office shows clear signs of falling German consumption. And notably, if you, if you look at the retail turnover for the food and the beverage, uh, it's down 10 points uh, year on year, uh, with notably the household equipment down 9.6 points year on year. So these numbers are reflected in major producers in, in, in north of France reporting poor H2 2022 financials, and notably this is the case of Danone. So the effect is falling road freight demand from major producers as consumers demand a waning volume of goods and reduce the competition for the road freight. So finally, the outlook on this lane is showing a kind of, um, we can see an upward pressure on rates. However, there is no evidence uh, of demand collapse causing extreme rate falls. And the lowest fuel uh, price that we can see could have the potential to keep cost rates well above the H2 22 levels. We'll turn now to the UK, and we've got an index here looking at some of the international uh, lanes from from the UK market. Obviously, UK uh, has been hit fairly hard by uh, uh, the economic situation at the moment. So, Nathan, could you take us through what we're seeing here? During quarter four, we saw all indexes for GB international rates fall. If we're looking at the import lanes, we saw contract rates fell 0.5 points quarter on quarter and 235.5 points, and that's now up 5.4 points year on year. Spot rates fell 3.2 points uh, quarter on quarter uh, to 150.7, and that's up 5.1 points year on year. If we look at the export lanes, the contract rates dropped 3.4 points quarter on quarter, down to 129.3. And then uh, that's the contract, sorry, and then the spot rates fell 8.6 points quarter on quarter, but they still remain up 24.5 points year on year. Again, we're seeing large falls in demand at the moment in terms of the production and both the consumption. So UK consumers have faced, they've faced high inflation rates, which deterred uh, increasing volume, volume consumed of goods, especially food goods. In terms of the manufacturing, UK's manufacturing production index has dropped to its lowest level since May 2009. And that's when excluding the, the two months at the start of lockdown. And UK car production is now at its lowest levels since 1992. 
The result is smaller volume of demand from UK industries, smaller volume of road freight demanded from UK industries, especially on export lanes in terms of finished goods, but then also on import lanes in terms of immediate goods for the creation and for the inputs of, of UK manufacturing. The outlook is further falls in production in 2023, with the UK Trade Association expecting a 3.2% fall in output for the UK. Um, so continuing to see falls in, in the demand of UK uh, road freight and, and reducing that pressure. Now, diesel prices have also kept the cost base high. Quarter four, diesel prices sat 17.4% higher than their January level. And then also a driver shortage continues to be a problem in the UK, with the UK losing over 30,000 HGV drivers in quarter one. Brexit was a, a big problem, a big caused big disruption in international lanes in the past. While the Maolong queues um, on the borders have ended, the new reality is increased complexity and increased costs for UK international lanes. And actually regulation is set to play a major role in 2023 rates as well. So from, the, from January 23, the UK Department of Transport will be removing some rights from EU carriers. Um, so the first being the right to conduct cabotage movements when entering the UK unloaded. The second will limit the rights for combined transport um, abilities for EU um, member carriers. And the third will remove the rights to triangular traffic um, without special permits for EU members. So what we can really expect that the new year will come with struggling supply levels for UK road freight with the, the higher demands and higher expectations. So we'll restrict supply. And so we're going to have more, not only we're going to have lower uh, pressure from demand, but actually that supply pressure could limit the falls that we see in the UK. In TI's November forecast, we forecast just a 0.3% growth in the demand for road freight from the UK economy. So just avoided contraction, but the picture does continue to worsen for the UK economy. Bloomy. Lower demand, lower supply, higher costs. Okay, let's move on. Um, we're looking now at the uh, Germany International Expo Lens. And we thought this might be an interesting one to include, actually, because we, we tell a slightly different story to what we saw on the Germany to Poland lane with the, the Polish economy's demand for, for goods, keeping uh, rates relatively uh, high there. And we're seeing most of them ticking up. This different picture now when we're talking about overall German exports uh, lanes as well. So if you can see the quite sizable fall we see on the spot market for rates on German uh, export lanes there, sort of reflecting the uh, well higher cost of German manufactured goods as uh, energy costs have got, gone up, but also just lower demand across Europe for those um, kind of components and equipment. We haven't really seen that kind of catastrophic scenario that some people predicted um, after the Ukraine invasion in terms of the impact of gas prices and um, gas potential gas shortages on the uh, on the German economy so things have been sustained at a relatively high level but uh, obviously with both demand and output still down we're seeing rates begin to, to dip there Nathan's mentioned some of TI's forecasts for Germany the outlook's all right for, in terms of overall volumes for the whole of 2023 looking at sort of 0.6 percent increase in road freight demand in Germany so we should see later in the year you know some of these rates are sustained more by demand at the moment quite a lot of these rates are being sustained more by by costs um, than a demand improvement and we're seeing manufacturing rates in Germany still down um, so yeah we'd expect the early part of the year rates to continue to soften okay and then we're moving on to looking at Spanish domestic rates uh, Marianne's going to take us through this one 
clearly here, we can see that the Spanish domestic rates increased in both markets, so the spot and the, and the contract, with a 0.5 points quarter on quarter increase in the, in the case of the contract markets and 6.3 points quarter on quarter in the spot one. The high fuel prices and the harvest season demand keep spot prices up 14.9 points year on year and contract prices up 35.5 points. So diesel prices have fallen once more uh, in January uh, 2023 uh, of this year, but fuel prices still remain up 21% year on year. So as a result, rates on both lanes remain elevated and the cost pressure uh, will prevent an extreme drop in Q1 rates for 2023. So as, as you all know, the, the government in Spain has uh, indeed implemented a fuel discounts, not only for the individuals, but for the transport industry. And for the truck drivers, they are still eligible, which is not the case of the individual, with a discount of 20 cents uh, per liter, uh, which is still uh, ongoing uh, since 1st of January, going uh, until 31st of March. And this discount is going to be 10% per liter starting 1st of April, going until the 30th of June. What we can say here is that even with its high inflation, the Spanish economy doesn't look set for a disastrous 2023. TI's preliminary forecast predict that the, the Spain road freight markets to grow by 2.6% in 2023, faster than uh, Germany, France, or, or, or the UK. So the high underlying inflation pressure will remain and limits the private consumption. However, headline inflation has been falling since August, this is what we can see. So meaning that the inflation is set to decimate the, the Spanish demand for goods. So rates will be heavily dependent on the fuel prices in the country, and it will depend also on the government's willingness to continue to support the transport sector with the, the continued subsidies. Thanks, Marianne. Yes, a very interesting situation in, in Spain there. Um, so now we move on to our last slide. Um, and this one is looking at the sort of higher frequency data from apply here. And also, uh, we're looking to data right up to the end of January now. So we can get a clearer picture of what's been going on in the last few weeks as well. So Thomas, would you like to take us through this? Basically, we saw a big increase in price in, in last of 2020, 2021 was a big spike. And in the majority of cases, the spots prices were above contracts. Uh, this is, for me, the, the spread between the spot and the contract clearly indicates that there is tensions uh, on the on the markets. What we can see in the end of December and the beginning of 2023 is that spot prices are decreasing. The decrease of spot prices is sharper than the one of uh, contracts. And from our point of view, at least from a, a demand and offer and statistical point of view, it shows that contract prices will decrease in the beginning of the year. They will follow the, the spot one from my point of view, but this is the one I, 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 if I need to, to, to pick, uh, uh, let's say, uh, one or the other, but is it won't be a decrease like uh, like we can see on the, as we can see on the on the ocean freight uh, part ocean freight was a big spike and a big decrease uh, here from my point of view the cost of transportation is still uh, very high the, the real cost of carriers the driver shortage is there it won't be solved uh, in the following months or quarters so the the pressure on the offer is still here the pressure on the cost of transportation is still here so our guess is that prices will decrease at the beginning of this year, 
will stabilize, will try to be more normal, let's say, but won't come back to a price of uh, 2020 or the beginning of 2021, linked to the costs, but linked also to the fact that there is a, a pressure on the offer where we have a driver shortage and where we have a lot of frictions on, the, on this road transportation. Some really interesting and useful data there. Thank you to all our guests. So according to the index, it's likely there will be further freight rate falls from falling demand. However, the size and scope of these falls will be limited by supply side pressure that has created a higher cost base. This will prevent freight rates from reaching historic lows. For the full analysis, please see the index. The link is in the show notes. That's all from me for now. Goodbye.